0: You are listening to The 945 Show on WFNULP 94.1 FM and podcasted everywhere. Local music from the Twin Cities.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the 945 Show on WFNULP, 94.1 FM in St. Paul. My name is Mike Resendez, and this morning I have two great guests in studio. We have Dan and Mark from the band Bitter Ghost. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Hello. <laughs> First voice you heard was Dan, second one was Mark, just so people can put voices to the name. Um Like I said, you are listening to the 945 show. It is now 946 a.m. though. If you want more information on WFNU, please visit WFNU.org. Find out what we're doing. Uh, Frogtown Tuned In is our new nonprofit that is running the radio station. You can get more information on that nonprofit there. You can also donate to us. And since it's a nonprofit, we are 501 c 3 as well so you uh, all your donations will be tax deductible if you want more information on the 945 show just to visit facebook twitter and instagram we're all over the place plus you can get this show podcasted almost everywhere just search the 945 show we are on itunes spotify google play anchor there's a whole ton of them guys so people will be uh be able to listen in a lot of different spots Great. So, Bitter Ghost, we have you guys in studio. You have a EP release coming up, uh, and uh, we've been playing some of your music on this station as well. So I'm glad to have you guys in. Uh, tell us a little bit about Bitter Ghost. What is Bitter Ghost? When was it formed? And uh, how did the, the th- There's three members in the in the group. Mm-hmm. So how did the three of you meet and and form this this rock star of a band? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having us on, uh, Mike. And, yeah, and uh, we uh, I appreciate what you do on your show and what, you know, WFNU does, you know, for local artists and everything. Uh, I don't know, Mark, you were the one that ori- originally reached out. Um, I put an ad on, I'm sure it's Craigslist. The good old internet. Yeah, the good old internet.
3: Well, I've known Justin for probably... 15 or so years we played in a couple other bands and so we'll we'll play with other people and we found dan's ad we were interested in the songs he had and so we sent him a message and we jammed and pretty quickly got it together you had you had a bunch of songs
2: you're sitting on so we just finished them up Mm -hmm. that was two years ago in may uh Uh, yeah Uh, yeah just been playing out and recording and this will be our second three song ep we did one last year um that was just a self-titled and this one's called neophyte um or neophyte depending on how you like your pronunciations it's uh yeah it's i mean uh mark who plays bass and justin who plays drums this is all kind of headquartered in justin's basement of his house and uh uh these guys handle sort of all of our production and all that kind of stuff. So we're pretty, we have a pretty low overhead and, you know, pretty efficient with our
1: DIY.
2: We're pretty DIY. Yeah.
1: Like most bands, indie bands here, right? (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I can't, I mean, the, I, I give these guys these sort of, these songs uh, that are kind of half imagined, you know, and they take them the rest of the way. And I, I, I'm always blown away by, by when we go in and record and, what comes out of it. I'm always blown away by like the quality and the, um, the sounds and everything. So yeah, it's been a really good working relationship. So, um,
0: yeah.
3: I didn't know if you meant what is bitter ghost? Like what is a bitter ghost?
2: Well,
1: yeah. how about that too? What is that? <laughs> what is a bitter ghost?
3: That was Justin.
2: That was Justin. That was his name. I, I don't, <clears throat> we were completely democratic about it. I, I think creativity
3: works best when you're generative. So like if you create many, 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 options and then sift through what you've come up with, like take a hundred photos and pick the best two. So we just generated, generated, generated as many names as we could, but that one was early on liked and then we just couldn't really beat it. So yep. sometimes your first impulse is the right impulse. Um, I think if I can speak for Justin, he's not here. We'll just sort of imagine that he's here. <laughs> uh, bitter ghost is sort of the idea that like uh, metaphorical, memory can haunt you and so like that's your that's your ghost is a bitter memory right that's what's following you around i think he's into that side of Okay. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so there's probably more of a deeper
1: meaning i'm sure to there's the a name. story for him yeah. behind it you know but yeah. that's for that- you guys I, that's a cool name
2: <laughs> yeah well i think it's uh we've all been playing around the minneapolis scene for a long time uh too long too long yeah and uh You know, with some of that being in like in a local band, and not maybe always feeling like what you do is completely appreciated or embraced, attended or or attended, and you know that can I can make you a little a little sour on the whole bitter maybe yeah maybe bitter, (laughs) and then feeling like uh, rock and roll in general is sort of a a quote unquote young person's game and get up to a certain age and you just wait go, a minute wait
3: a minute wait a minute i am definitely still young
2: <laughs> oh yeah you are yeah yeah he's mark mark is 25 so let's let's go with that he's a baby in the band
1: right so. there it's kind of like a shelf life like i think that's kind of like what you're saying like for almost any form of entertainment it seems like it's like oh am i, am I really young enough to do this anymore yeah we're not, not as pretty
2: as we used to be <laughs> right you know <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, they're it it seems like i i kind of i've had those thoughts too in in radio and podcasting where there's like a topic that i might want to bring up it's like well is it, how is that going to sound for someone my age <laughs> right. bringing it up to somebody who's younger than i am and it happens at at work where i work all the time too yeah. I, you know 19 20 year old kids that i work with and it it's might be like,
3: their time to say it and our time to not say it right right yeah, yeah
1: right. and there's a, a fine balance i think between
2: And I think, and and I asked, uh, I've been asking myself that a lot, kind of over the last couple of years. Just is it time for somebody else to say it, and for me to kind of, you know, do do become a ghost? (laughs) You (laughs) know, there you
3: (laughs) (laughs) go. Nice tie-in. Yeah. So The, the other thing I'll say is, in that super long list of names, after you come up with a name, you have to check: does someone else have this name? Is it being used? And wow wow a lot of the most ridiculous names you could think up are being used by other people yeah like we thought 1000 cranes no one's going to be using one thousand. nope 1000 cranes (laughs) what else (laughs) do we have i don't have the spreadsheet in front of me but like every single name you think well that's going to be not taken yep like just long ridiculous titles yeah like what was one i don't know we had some super long ones and they were still taken
2: yeah i don't uh uh I think that's just the function of the internet now, right? I mean, there used to be yeah. all the band names were taken, but you didn't know who else was using them. Right, yeah. yeah. Nobody now knew, you but definitely now you can know. tell. Yeah. yeah,
1: Somebody on the they East Coast, it. West Coast, yeah. Australia, New Zealand. So, yeah, yeah I think that was... Other,
2: yeah, the other part was like in a cursory internet search, we couldn't sort of immediately find any other band that was called Bitter Ghost. So we're like, well... <laughs>
3: you know, it is funny, though. I wonder if people if they do search it, what they'll find, what I find is an item from a video game. Yeah. Yeah. I've (laughs) found that too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's it's kind of dangerous to do image searches now too on Google. You'll stay away from that. Yeah. (laughs) so Don't do that at all. So, uh, so you you brought up, um, you know, the Minneapolis music scene. Um, what are for you guys, what are some of the the pros and cons of the scene? and, And what do you think the key is to get more people out to see indie, indie music?
2: Well, I the cons are especially over the last 18 months to 2 years. I mean, we've lost a bunch of venues, a bunch of a couple of really great venues too for especially the music that we play. Uh so I guess the con I I I guess I would really encourage people to come out to, you know, obviously we want you to come to our shows, but any shows, you know, just get out and see uh see local bands i know there's this i I feel like a incorrect connotation when it comes to when you describe local music as it's somewhat amateurish or whatever that's not the case in minneapolis it's everybody's operating at a really high level and playing um it's sometimes it's really it's it's tough to keep up because people are so good here um because we have such a long history of uh quality and turning out good stuff so yeah
1: do you think that's like like a Prince effect, having Prince come from here, and then you have well, there's Jimmy Jam the and Terry Lewis, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean,
3: Soul Asylum, Soul
1: Asylum, yeah.
2: Motion City soundtrack, uh, uh, cheese atmosphere, uh, all all the sayers stuff. I mean, it's just uh, Honey Dogs, I yeah, mean, I just honey
1: dogs. yeah, Honey on Dogs, and on and on,
2: yeah, yeah, on and on, and it's uh, Wilco, and so I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's just a uh, Sometimes if you travel to other places, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's, you know, it's on the same level as sometimes when you just walk into a dive bar here and you're just like, "Jeez, look at this band. Like, these right. guys are amazing. You know? yeah. But I
3: think maybe the flip negative side of that, people are kind of jaded then because you're so used to it. There isn't yeah. a lot of specialness to it. Um, you know, like when we've toured, not this group hasn't toured, but other bands have toured. um we get a more positive response in other towns. I think because people are like, whoa, you destroyed that. Or even we went to Duluth and I felt like in Duluth, people were like giving us like the due attention, you know, whereas here we'll be like slaying it. And then people are like, "Eh, (laughs) no pyro this time. (laughs) Not not feeling it. Kind of like, like
1: quiet murmur of conversations going on in the background.
3: Arms crossed. Let me get my coffee over here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's,
2: that's, that's certainly, yeah. I mean, walking into places the TVs are on and yeah, bands playing or you know people are just talking to each other and right. not really paying attention so it's
3: j well, I think they're sort
2: of jaded you know yeah. like if it's so easy yeah. to see good things then
3: yeah. 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 not that special
1: kind of have to find a way to break through yeah grab their attention yeah. I think
3: I think leave you know what I mean like play other places yeah that's, that's I think good. that helps yeah
2: and uh yeah and I and sometimes it feels like this there's not you know there'll be groups here it's just it's, it sometimes feels like this town hasn't met a musical gimmick they didn't like,
0: you know? It's
2: like, okay. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, I guess those are some of the pros. I, I, I love the diversity in Minneapolis as far as the music scene goes. It's um, Like I said, you can walk in anywhere and see a different subgenre, and whoever's doing it is doing it really well. So
1: Nice. Now you have uh, your EP release coming up July 12th. Mm-hmm. And that'll be at Eagles Club Thirty Four. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, what what can we expect at uh, your EP release? Um, I don't think
2: the Eagles are going to let us bring Pyro mm. this time. Um, maybe a banner. I don't a know. rockin' good time. Yeah, it'll be uh, It's going to be in the small in the Buchner room. So there's if you're not familiar, there's three rooms in the Eagles. There's the shade shade walled. There's the big room. Uh, which I forget the name of. And then the Buchaner room is kind of the small room. It looks like your uncle's
1: basement. Wood paneling. Wood
2: paneling. Oh,
1: sweet. Yeah, That's uh, awesome. Does
2: it have carpeting? It might have carpeting. I think it has
1: carpeting. Oh, carpeting yeah. and wood paneling. I think they usually play poker in there.
2: I actually like playing that room
3: versus the middle size room. Uh-huh. I feel like, for me, I like to play shows that you're a little more close to the audience. You know, like that show we played in Duluth where people are literally no stage, people touching me. Like at one point, someone was grabbing my bass, and I was like, yes, you okay, <laughs> yeah. have to do this. And so that has a little more of that vibe. Yeah. Although in, in the Twin Cities, people are scared, and they keep a distance. Right, and, and it,
2: yeah. I think I think that's why I wanted to do it there, because you can't get the, uh, what did you call it, the passive-aggressive passive pit? passive-aggressive pit, yeah. You know, where people are 10 to 20 feet away from the band. And it's it's like, it's okay, guys. Everything's going to be fine. So I want to, I, when I... When we decided to do it there, or when I decided, I guess to do it there, it was I wanted to have kind of that basement show, punk rock, sweaty summer night feeling, like just let's party and you know have fun together
1: and stuff. And so, but they have AC, but they have AC, okay, so that'll be nice. Well, yeah. you, you know, maybe you get enough people in there where the AC just <laughs> can't, can't, can't keep <laughs> can't, up. Can't keep up, yeah. right. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. All right. So we've got uh, one of your songs from your new EP, Neophyte, uh, Read the Sign. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play that, and then uh, we're going to get into uh, some music from your other EP, Folksy. Uh, Foxy is the name of that song that we're going to listen to right after that. Um, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about uh, some of the bands that are on the bill with you okay. on the 12th. Um, and uh, we'll get to that here in just a minute. So first we will listen to Read the Sign and Foxy. I have Bitter Ghost in studio on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio.
0: This catatonic dispute chill just keeps you catching hell. Action telling tales, compromising your values. Quiero...
1: All right, that was Bitter Ghost on the 945 show on 94.1 FM, Frogtown Community Radio. First we heard Read the Sign, and then that was Folksy. Great music, guys.
2: Thank you. Thank
3: you. Here, let's Thank turn you. on
1: the mics. There we go. We're learning like these radio 101 tricks <laughs> this morning.
3: Red means on
1: yeah
2: let's open up the phone lines what do you think <laughs> no <laughs> that might be dangerous Text your questions too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: although you know we can put the phone number out there oh really? whether or not we get any calls though, that's a different story altogether <laughs> it's community radio so i mean yeah. you never know people who listen to the podcast might might feel like oh i should have called in yeah, Is, yeah we have a worldwide reach on this show i don't know if you guys know but we have listeners in russia that listen to this show you
3: can email your oh, questions really? to us comrades that's yep, right. You can.
1: There's actually, um, I joked around on Instagram. Uh, I was looking at some of the analytics, and Breaker and iTunes are the biggest platforms that the podcast version of the show is listened to. So I'm kind of wondering who, who on Breaker and who on iTunes is listening. So if you're one of those listeners, get a hold of me at radio at gmail dot com. I want to know who you are.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I feel like the iTunes. At least with podcasts, is a little, it's a little bit of a moving target. You're not yeah. really sure. I don't think they make much available uh, as far as engagement and stuff goes.
1: No, and their, their top list, their charts, hardly ever move. Right. So yeah. it's yeah. like the smaller platforms like Breaker and Anchor and uh, Pocket Cast, stuff like that, that's kind of like where... It, you, that's where you get your dedicated listeners yeah so yeah. kind of be nice to know who these people are so, <laughs> be, be pretty sweet yeah. say hello at least mm-hmm. so um so we were talking about uh we've been talking off air a lot about the production side of things so mark has been a a bevy of information on that side too much <laughs> so <laughs> what uh here's a question uh in maybe Dan can start and Mark can finish. So I'm kind of wondering about like the song writing process to finish product. So about how long does it take for you guys to go from song idea to that song is done and let's put that on the EP?
0: Well,
2: uh, the nine songs, I guess, save for probably one were all songs that I had in sort of, Former projects in some semblance of yeah of completion. Um, you know, I had some other people playing drums and bass, and because uh, some of the some of these songs were um, from an old project I had in in Denver uh, that I just brought with me um, when I moved back here, and uh, so that part of it was kind of. Me's saying to Mark and Justin, this is what I have. These are the ideas that have been kind of uh, established on these. I'm not saying you have to play all of this note for note. And and they didn't. And uh, this is uh, this is what I'm gonna play. And you guys, let me know what you want to play to these songs. Like, here's the tempo. You know, here's the basic feel of it. Um, But otherwise, none of it's really set in stone. I'm going to be curious, I'll let and I'll let Mark take it from here, but uh, I'm going to be curious after these nine songs are out and kind of completed where we go next as far as, because after this, it'll be a collaborative songwriting process. Well, I'll probably bring sort of a frame, a framework of a song, but um, it'll be really the three of us in a room trying to figure this stuff out together, so...
3: I mean, these are all sort of interesting questions to me about, like, what is a song? When does something stop being one person's work versus a collaborative piece? Um, you know, think of the legal context. A lot of times they'll say just the lyrics are the song and everything else around it is just arrangement. Um, if you think very classically, that would be the, how th- they would define a song. Mm. <coughs> so I think in the modern era, that's not necessarily true because look at how Led Zeppelin got sued for having three chords that were the same as someone else's three chords. <laughs> But th- that's our theoretical view of things. But uh, once we have the framework, like Dan is saying, um, a lot of times Justin will suggest some arrangement changes. Uh, historically, I feel like drummers do that. Mm. Like they'll yeah. say, "What if we go like this? What if we change it like that?" And um, one thing that has developed for us is a breakdown section. You know, like the middle section of a song. If you listen to the songs, like virtually every one of them has a middle section where Dan will. St- be the only one playing, and just and I will basically do something interesting with the with the <laughs> production, like no bass, no drums, and then backwards vocals, backwards guitar yeah. going underneath. So you listen to that kind of weird stuff is happening. So that's that's becoming something that we we include. I don't know if we're going to keep doing that, but that that is a common element between those. Um, your question though was about time. Uh, I think if you give us nine months we'll fill nine months if you give us six weeks we'll fill six weeks we'll just keep (laughs) keep messing with it it's never really done for us we'll keep refining so in some ways like uh saying that we wanted the i don't remember when what month you said we're supposed to be done but we went over it um (laughs) (laughs) but uh i still feel like we could keep mixing these songs and keep keep improving them and keep changing them even here as we're listening to control i go oh we should have maybe just turned that little part down a little bit, and oh, wouldn't that be interesting if we made that a little bit different? Um, So, so for that piece, I don't know. Now I've ranged all over the place. What what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> what is the songwriting process?
1: Yeah, it was like uh, the, the time frame, like when it comes from idea to yeah, finished product. Right, it sounds right. like it's not just not done, right? I
3: mean, in some ways, there's sort of two phases. Like like Dan will have his lyrics and. I used to actually run a studio, and so when I was having an outside band, I would like to go through their lyrics line by line and suggest to them changes, but we haven't really done that. We've let Dan just have his unedited voice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, That's going to stop. No. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it sort of becomes your question of, like, what is an artist? We were talking about in the break, like, pop artists. Is it really that pop artist if another writer comes in and says, what if we write the chorus this way? Well, is it still their song? Um, Or on the break, we're talking about Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang is famous for going line by line with an artist and saying, let's do it this way. Let's try that. Um, Again, I'm getting into the production world here, but like Shania Twain, not a big fan, but we can learn from how she works with Mutt Lang. And they'll do the same song in terms of the lyrics as a pop song, as a country song, as a dance song, as a world music song. And so they're actually in the vault five to nine versions of every one of her songs in different genres. And wow. then sometimes they'll release them in different markets. Like she has world music versions that we don't ever hear because they're being released in like India. Huh. Yeah. Um, that's going to happen on the next record. Yeah. Reggae. Like,
2: we we'll do a reggae
1: version. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, you reach a larger audience that way. I think you've yeah. got a, that's, a it's, better it's chance. All, it's, it's all about the money,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the money. And, uh, and sometimes I'll go in, um, as far as songwriting goes and, Say, all right, my guitars are done, my vocals are done. Uh, guys, get back to me when you know when the there's mixes for me to listen to. And folksy is a, an example of I I recorded vocals one way, and when I got it, when I heard the first mix of it, the vocals were on certain parts were different. So these guys are always, you know, always like uh, Justin added a break in to one of the new songs that wasn't there before just to add sort of more of a dramatic uh, dramatic yeah effect to it. So yeah.
3: If you let us completely off the leash, then it Which. would so Dan Dan in some ways <laughs> reins us in. Uh like we we would go way, way, way down the rabbit hole. Yeah.
1: No, uh with musicians sometimes they hear something or pull um I don't know the word I'm looking for, inspiration from different groups. So when you're producing a song and doing the production work, do you listen to other the way other people have produced in those and and uh brought those ideas in
3: sure uh it really depends on the artist that we're working with and in this group we this round tried to look at andy wallace a lot um if you're familiar with his work he's mixed probably every rock record since slayer raining in blood uh, you could just pull a rock record you like and flip it over. And he probably has mixed it from, I'm not even going to try to list all like the 800 credits he has. I mean, literally like hundreds of record credits. So, uh, on this recent record, we tried to look at how he mixes a band and see if we can learn anything from him. Uh, I don't know how much detail you want me to go into. Well, oh, the, Nirvana, the, the
2: Nirvana story was interesting. I thought. Oh yeah.
3: The Nirvana story is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you look at nevermind, um, which was, I think probably their biggest record. Um, Butch Vig did the original mix, and then that was rejected by the record label, and so then they hired Andy Wallace to remix it, and then it was a mega hit, which we're probably
1: all
2: aware of.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I think I've heard of it, yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was a while ago, kind of a small band from the coast. So Something
2: extrapolating that out, yeah, that means mean, because you guys use some
1: of Andy Wallace's stuff, mega mega hits. hits.
3: Mega
2: hits. Cool. Mega, mega hits I'll just put his <laughs>
3: name on the back of the record he
1: won't know the difference yeah I think that's a that's a great idea yeah just yeah. throw his name on it and tell I, people I thought about
3: that kind of stuff like what if you made a fake uh, show flyer you know and you're just like this band playing with this huge band and just put because people don't you know yeah. check
2: yeah. <laughs> That was, wasn't that the bare naked ladies thing oh did they do that already? i mean that was I mean, that was kind of the inspiration behind the naming of the naming of the band like they play with uh, free beer yeah,
3: and naked yeah. ladies yeah. sure yeah
1: yeah uh, i think it's uh you can experiment do like they always talk about testing things on social media you could test things yeah you know, on the band side of yeah
2: i'm i'm fully convinced though at this point with all the algorithms going around on social media i'd be just better off passing out flyers outside of first yeah. Ave again in the old days so yeah, it's yeah.
3: kind of what is the social media thing you guys are talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I,
1: I, I get what you're saying. Dad. It, it just it there's a the way they change them like every other day. It seems like well, that's impossible. They you know they want you to spend the money right to to right. buy the the promoted posts.
2: Well, and then I've heard I've heard once you do that, then they always expect you to do that.
1: Like, yeah. Then you'll
2: even get buried more unless you spend more money on boosting posts or whatever. The new yeah. norm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I've noticed uh, on Facebook, you probably notice the same thing where it'll show you, like, you can only see this reach 5 yeah. to 18 million people. and you know, It's like, yeah. all right, it seems yeah. like a big range of yeah. of uh, people to we're, reach. We're doing but,
3: radio. We're doing, like, in that Blues Brothers movie where you get in the car and you have the megaphone on the top of the car right, and you're driving yeah. around, like, <laughs> announcing the band's name. Um, yeah. But also, we, we're um, ca- calling people. We have postcards we're sending uh-huh. by, by snail mail. Um,
1: have you thought of skywriting? Oh, good that idea. That would be a good one. Yeah.
3: We'll drop flyers over the city. Yeah. Uh, everyone surrender. There's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come see Bitter Ghost. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, you have uh, three other groups on the bill uh, mm-hmm. for your EP release. Um, they are uh, Mick Vicker Sisters, and Perfume. Yep. Uh, who chose those bands? Why did you choose them? And and what can you tell us a little bit about them? We're gonna play a song from each of those groups here too in a minute.
2: Um, I really would love to do to see Minneapolis as a whole do more mixed bills because I th- I always think those are fun um, because I like ska ska and hip hop and but um, <clears throat> I just I the I liked all their all of these bands' as music. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, and uh, and I just felt like um, sound-wise, we're all kind of coming from similar places, but none of the bands sound exactly the same. So um, it was sort of as mixed bill as I could get, <laughs> as I could as I could comfortably get. I feel like uh, without alienating. Whole swaths of people, so yeah,
3: we kind of clear the room usually. That's like kind of our <laughs> classic
1: move. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to DJ weddings. I'm used to clearing rooms. That's, that's <laughs> like clearing dance floors. You know, you're still like, well, what the heck? What did I do there? Just play the chicken yeah. dance. Right. Just yeah. Play the chicken dance. Chicken dance or the Macarena.
2: I remember so. playing uh doing a DJ wedding uh, at a wedding and a uh, DJing a wedding, and it was a dry reception.
1: Oh, those are the worst. I've done those before, too.
2: <laughs> I, I did not know you DJed weddings. Uh, way, yeah, way back in the day. Yeah, how how many years did you DJ weddings? About three and a half months. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, say, I did three it for and a ten years. years. Did you? Yeah. Oh, ten yeah. years so is a long So it was
1: a, a quick, quick little story, and then we'll get sure. moving on here. But uh, we, we DJed a party once. Uh, the guy that hired us was like, oh, just bring this type of music. You know, to an older crowd it'll be cool we're like alright so we just brought that type of music and we got there the crowd was 20 years younger than he said Oh. but we only had brought the music he, so he was the only one that was dancing because it was all the music he wanted he didn't even <laughs> ask any of the other people that were did coming he, did he pay though he paid then it's oh, his part yeah. Yeah, so it was, then it's his party, it was yeah. pretty funny we were like oh, it was the longest 3 hours yeah. it was only 3 hours so it was. that was the good part
3: But that's how you know you're living longer when time goes that slow right yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, oh man, that was that was quite quite a trip. So we're going to listen to uh, music from the three bands that will be playing with you. The first one will be Spaceman Jones by Mick Vicker. And then after that, we'll listen to Drive by Perfume. And once we get through that one, the other one that I have here is Wolves by Sisters. So you are listening to the 945 show on Frogtown Community Radio. My guests this morning are Bitter Ghost, Dan and Mark from Bitter Ghost. Meow. BIRDS yeah. yeah. All right, that was Wolves from Sisters on WFNU Frogtown Community Radio. You're listening to the 945 show. I am Mike Resendez. I have, we're going to go with Mark and Dan this time. Whoa. From Bitter Thank Ghost. I want to make sure we, uh, we change it up. So, uh, pretty, pretty cool music uh, from those three bands. First, we heard uh, Mick Vicker on that one with uh, Spaceman Jones, and then it was Perfume with Drive and then Wolves by Sisters. So um, would you say that those bands uh, have different sounds than yours, or would you say they're kind of uh, the same sound as yours? I, I would say
2: that they, they sound differently than we do. Um, yeah, Mark, I...
3: You know, it's interesting to me, you know, you can look at, like, what is the spirit of a band, like, what are they going for, versus, like, how do they present themselves on the recording. Um some of those artists present themselves in almost a live loud raucous lots of feedback sort Mm -hmm. of thing and that could be happening for us live but we don't capture that on the recording yeah um so it's always been fascinating to me like as a young person watching live recordings of bands and then how does that differ from the recording did they try to replicate what was on the recording did they go in a different direction um definitely as a younger person i was like mad when a band didn't do the same thing that they did in their recording. Yeah, I felt like that's cheating. But now I've come to appreciate like their <laughs> mediums. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how these bands sound live. Um, some of them definitely relied on what they recorded
2: to yeah. like, develop the sound. Yeah. I feel like they're all going to be loud. Yeah. That sounds, I think we're all loud. I think we're all loud. And we like being loud. Um, Sometimes, so, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta be quiet. Can, can you
1: lose? Do you feel like you lose, like a, like the song, if you're too loud? Justin's
3: snare is always the loudest snare. <laughs> yeah, it is really, honestly, the loudest yeah. snare you will probably ever hear. Yeah. And And um, it, it melts sound men, like or women or sound persons, sound uh, people, sound sound humans. Yeah. Uh, n- never sound dogs. Never sound
2: cats. Um. Anyways, <laughs> but it it is a brutally loud snare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we, I, I think we enjoyed dynamics. Um, I, I was definitely a kid of the nineties where it was loud. Loud and louder, loud, loud, quiet, quiet, loud, 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 quiet, loud out, you know? So, um, but yeah, I think all of those, those bands, uh, uh, have that in common too, where they can, they're pretty diverse as far as their dynamics go. So
3: interesting too, like who comes to see a particular band, I'll I'll be interested to see like between these bands, what their crowd is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we played that one show, sorry, I'm terrible with band names, but like they were doing like a eighties kind of drum machine, no drummer, like sort of new wave, Uh sort of goth. A, I don't, I don't, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they had yeah, some I goth remember, elements. Uh, and their their crowd had all leather jackets. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> then we emptied the room. <laughs> so they
1: were definitely getting that sweaty feel. They had a, yeah, the they are definitely getting the sweaty yeah. feel. <laughs> yeah.
2: The singer sounded, uh, he definitely had kind of a Nick Cave thing going right. on. Right, you know? right. Um sort of a red right hand kind of thing and uh, totally yeah uh but yeah they were they were good and they were yeah.
3: they were good i'm just thinking about their crowd it's interesting to see the different yeah. crowds that different bands bring yeah. yeah and uh
2: i'm i'm yeah i suck because i can't remember their na- they had a name they did have they a change the name did they yeah it might be old man gloom
3: it, no, no, Old Man Gloom is, is a, is a band. national band. No, national no, no. Band. that's
2: like okay. Converges side project or something. Feels like something like that. I've been listening to a lot of Cave in lately, so Old Man Gloom is Nick
3: been in Cave, my... Cave in. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about caves. Yeah, it's something. I'll be on, Street on the caves. Well, yeah. it, it's it's good if you don't remember their name and then they change it. You're like, cool, man. That's your name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there <laughs> you yeah. go. That's I always true. just say,
3: "Dude with the jacket." You know, what's up, yeah. dude? And, and with dude could be a woman or a man, dude or just in between, doesn't matter. Hey, dude, what's mm. up?
1: <laughs> kind of like a catch-all for yeah, these right for yeah. you. <laughs> so uh, what was it like putting together your first EP versus putting together this EP? Was it pretty much the same kind of experience, or did was there different uh, elements involved in both?
3: Oh, for sure. I think it was different. I'm trying to remember what we did the first time. Uh, that was very early on in terms of just knowing each other, developing the songs. And so I, I do remember that we weren't, at least from the production side, weren't exactly sure if these were going to be the keepers or if this was going to be sort of like we do it and then we do it again. So, oh, okay. So like okay. Justin's drums, I mean, this no one listens to the drums, okay? But like I listen to the drums. Okay. Then the overheads are out of phase. So oh. like <laughs> there's like no center to them. If you listen, it's like, whoa, that's weird. Like if you listen to folksy, the drums are like really wide because oh, okay. the center's out of phase. So um, like the hi hat is really over in your one ear, so yeah. we wanted to fix
2: that this time and not have that problem. Um, it else? would be a little weird, right, if I was sitting there meticulously listening to our my like our own music, right? That, that's that, what I do. Is it? <laughs> that's my job. Well, yeah, but that's your job, right? But so, you know, if I'm just sitting there listening to it, going, yeah, I go, can I get a little, man, more, 2K a little
3: yeah. more 2k on that? A little more 2k on that? Can I get a little more 2k on that? That that reminds me of a funny story. Like one time we we're in the studio and the bass player comes up and goes, I just want a little more 2K. <laughs> and that just becomes like an inside joke for us when someone's like being overly anal about something. And yeah. Say, like, uh, I think that just needs a little more 2K on it. I do that to sound guys all the time and they're just like, what? Yeah. I go, this snare needs a little more 2K. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then they immediately regret having you in there with them. I, I try to make
3: Sound Men really uncomfortable, like just by giving them weird requests. You know, can I get two DIs? I want one to be clean and one to have a lot of two K on it. And just
0: blend them. Uh
2: the last the last E P uh was I just the songs are different. I think this this E P the songs are a bit a bit more you know raucous sort Something of rock face, you know, um, and so I would try to talk Justin into playing more sense on the last e p but he just wasn't he wasn't into it, apparently, so um, but uh, yeah, we added some little some more i thought other kind of instruments on the last one where this one's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Where this one's a little bit more just straight ahead.
3: Yeah. This one is more straight ahead in terms of like the instrumentation. Um, I think part of that is a function of figuring out what is this band sound like? What is the parameters it works with? You Mm. know, like, is it an indie band? Is it a rock band? Does it have weird synthesizers? Like we certainly can add synthesizers to things. Um, on this most recent recording, I would have preferred to add some more per- uh, percussion. You know, like if you listen to the first record, yeah. every snare hit is doubled by a tambourine. Um, that's not going on this one. Um, songwriting wise, I mean it's the same batch of songs, but I think these ones are a little more rock oriented. Whereas mm. like Folksy has the, like, I, I call it scronk, You know that like
2: right 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 yeah right 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 yeah
3: you know. Whereas uh, this one has more of like a typical rock guitar sound
2: mm. yeah there's a little bit more four four happening on this one yeah there's more four four and uh but i have to warn you the skronk skronk over- is back the, i like I, I personally like back.
3: skronk that's <laughs> do you, what do you what do you call that sound I, I think
1: Scronk's a good word for it, yeah. Scronk's a good word. Yeah, I think <laughs> as soon as <laughs> you did it, I could hear the song in my <laughs> yeah, head. <they> really, really. <laughs> and,
3: and there's a lot of those Scronky bands, like, uh, what was that band that was before Rockin'? Oh, Drive Like Jehu. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They have some skronk.
1: They've got a
2: lot of scrunk. Um I always think of uh, the big uh, Queens of the Stone Age hit It's having some skronk. They have some scrunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I can't oh. think of the name, but bar- I, I know it's here.
3: Bar- Bam. Careful, you're going to get hit with a copyright. I know that's right. I know
1: that's right. Warner Brothers listens all the time. Can we edit this out? So. <laughs> <laughs> you to have to put a big beep over his. his yeah, exactly. His right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get the uh, the Facebook message. You know, Warner Brothers has put a you know copyright yeah. Mute, yeah. mute on your, Man, your yep. stuff.
2: A couple of uh, I re- I heard this two weeks ago. A couple of local DJs that work at a station I won't re- mention, but uh, got suspended from Twitter for. I think they just took a picture of the front of a vinyl, and they got hit uh, from terms of use from Twitter for wow. copyright infringement.
1: Was that from Twitter or from the artists of the it, I cover? don't know. Because it, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I've, so I've been muted by Warner Brothers within a second of oh, posting really? a video, which wow. has happened a few times, but then I, I've uh, gotten the... Uh, the message about three or four months later when i've forgotten about that video or picture or whatever and it says uh you know warner brothers has released their claim oh really i was like yeah i beat warner brothers or they just were like yeah this isn't worth it It probably how long
3: it took to review it you know it probably gets the algorithm.
1: this guy's got 200 followers (laughs) he's got no money we can't go after him
3: (laughs) i'm gonna start this hashtag skronk
2: good idea i'll I'll leave it to you to spell it yeah well (laughs) I would mean you'd have to have some kind of social media presence. I, I don't do social media, yeah. sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you could put it on the, the bitter ghost uh Twitter. And I, yeah, I could. I'll yeah. like and retweet. Yeah. And uh, we'll, that should be, we'll we could do that algorithm. on the shirt.
3: What are what are our hashtags that we're working oh, with on? That on would be ghost. a good shirt.
2: Put put the put the name Skronk. on the front and then hashtag scronk on the back. Yep. See so, what
3: you did, Mark? Skronk Nation. <laughs> Skronk Nation. <laughs> Like, it's like, uh, Willow Slipknot has the maggots. We're going to have the scronks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there oh, you like go. go. Like our own <laughs> juggalos. Right. Juggalos. There you go. What, <laughs> so, what, what, will the makeup for the scronk people be? Uh,
2: well, it's going to be some kind of ghost costume. All right. Let's it? go with yeah. the ghosts. You just wear, a, you just wear a sheet. <laughs> yeah. Just wear a sheet. Uh, a couple eyes, eyes out of them. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, uh, kinda, that'll
1: be interesting. We gotta, you gotta work on that. I do. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag scronk. <laughs> so.
2: Marketing magic at its finest.
1: Yeah. Uh, so what, uh. Where can we find Bitter Ghost on social media? Now that we're bringing it up, and where can we find your music? Where can people go and uh, purchase your music?
2: I managed to make it. I think Bitter Ghost band on Twitter, and then Bitter Ghost music on Facebook <laughs> or something like that. You need, I, you need a
3: card to keep this straight. I know. I I,
2: I do. But just yeah. stop by Dan's house. Yeah, just his come address on by. is. I'll have a no. grill. I'll have the grill ready. Beer in the cooler. But, yeah, uh, I mean, if you just Google Bitter Ghost uh, Band. I mean, even if you just <laughs> Google Bitter Ghost, yeah, I'm pretty get, sure it'll come up. Yeah, out. I think
3: we've done the work to get the, like, algorithm on Google working so yeah. that we're
2: the first hit. Yeah.
3: Um, but sometimes, depending on what you've been Googling, you might get that video game thing right, yeah. <laughs> So I'm not going to say you're going to get it yeah. first. But for me, it shows up first.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah this uh, And then, yeah, iTunes. um Spotify, Google Play—it's all there. Uh, it'll all mail be, order, yeah, mail order. Uh, if you send us a DM on Twitter and give me your address, I'll send you a free sticker in the mail. Um, oh, I should have some stickers. And
1: uh, uh, next yeah. time, next time.
2: And then yeah, it'll all be live. The new the new EP it will be live on the twelfth at uh, midnight. So you'll be able to hear it as you're partying the night away.
1: Now, are you on Bandcamp as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Bandcamp's sort of the hub. I feel like uh, it's kind of the best. I, I think it's sort of the best portal for artists because um, you can just—it's just all one stop. You can do your merch there, and uh, yeah, and then it, it goes—the money goes directly back to the artist. Where I feel like iTunes and stuff like that, you kind of yeah, get a percentage or a little cut. Yeah, so.
1: I like uh, Bandcamp, so I. I've, I, I think I've brought it up every episode, so people are probably turning off the show. Right now. <laughs> it's just it's it seems really cool uh, that there's a platform like that out there. Uh, yeah, because I found out about it last year, and kind of as I've been bringing in more guests this year, um, it seems like they're all on Bandcamp. So, and it just seems like you you get better contact with the people actually purchasing yep. your music where it's anonymous everywhere else, but on Bandcamp you can like actually see who it is.
3: Do you think people care? Like, I mean. Artists are one thing, but audience, like, do you think the audience cares? My my sort of feeling is that people just, whatever they run into first, that's what they will listen to on. So if it's on YouTube, they'll listen on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If it's on, like, for me, I listen to a lot of music on YouTube. Um, like, I think that's such an amazing resource for full albums and artists that I have never heard of before, like channels that are yeah. promoting. Yeah, so what do you guys think? Is it is it um, Bandcamp? Is it just Googling? Is it YouTube?
2: I like, think it's it's... Bandcamp for your sort of portal, like is it replacing a standalone website mm-hmm. um, is is great. Um, but just making sure that you're everywhere. that you're everywhere that people can find you everywhere. Because
3: you know at one point radio was a big part of how people vetted artists and not that radio is irrelevant, but I think it plays less of a role. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but this is just my impression of it. So I, I'm curious to know, like, how particularly young people find music. When I talk to young people uh, on the times that I talk to Spotify young people, yeah, and Sp- SoundCloud. Yeah, they say Spotify, yeah. which that's completely corporate lockout. You know, like, you're not going to email Spotify and say, yo, I got this cool local band I'm in. Mean, we got three songs, no distribution. Um, we're thinking about a t shirt. Can we get on your platform? <laughs>
1: yeah. I, yeah. I know my kids are always. Playing something from soundcloud so that's where they get i think it's a generational thing so they get mm-hmm. a lot of their stuff from soundcloud for me personally i'm like i'm all over the place so i'll go to Bandcamp, i'll go to spy i mean i've created a twin cities music playlist on spotify yeah. and i mean it just de- kind of depends on how i'm feeling that day and how much work i have to go to f- put on bluetooth and get the app going you know whatever right I so i mean i've kind of actually steered away i used to be a huge itunes guy Mm-hmm. So, that's where I would get a lot of the stuff, and now I'm slowly going away from iTunes and that's not because I hate iTunes or apple it's just that's just the way I'm finding my music now yeah and and yeah. it seems to be like it's more Spotify and bandcamp driven mm-hmm. I've listened to more music on YouTube, so I get where you're going with that so um, I just think there's so many options out there now, like you said, it was eighties and nineties it was m t v and the radio. And then it was VH one, M T V in the radio, and then yeah. it was slowly becoming streaming, you know, started picking up and then now there's just you have a lot of options. So
3: maybe too many. Yeah. And yeah. you know,
1: like you said, Dan, you kinda have to be on everything. Yeah, and you to have to constantly
2: have you have to constantly be updating it too. You know, you gotta keep it relevant and fresh. Fresh and that's always how I find if we get any engagement that's because I'm constantly on doing something on instagram or whatever bathroom uh, selfies bathroom selfies i'm gonna let you handle the bathroom selfies <laughs> i'm looking for anything to kind of move over onto your plate when it comes to the social media no part. way man <laughs>
1: they won't find we'll me we will have to take like video of him like producing some of this and yeah that's where the hashtags yeah. that would be the, come yeah, in. right right yeah. right it would just
3: be me staring at a screen like this like just staring straight ahead <laughs> <the screen>. <laughs> it'll <laughs> be slight, the back of his head it's the back of my head slight mouse movement here right. Yeah little knob here been listening for five minutes. Ooh, look at that! that now no, uh, turn a little, <laughs> yes, a little more. He's narrated.
1: Yeah, uh, although I do find like the awkward stare into the camera gets gets some reaction out of people too. <laughs> so
2: How are you with that? I, you know, I are you okay with your image being on social media, even if you're not? I know some people get a little.
3: As long as people can't really find me personally, it's probably fine. I had a really bad, I'm not going to tell the whole story oh, here, yeah. but uh, I had a real bad experience because I was teaching and being stalked oh, out on social media. Oh, and sure. so I was like, I don't need this in my life. I don't need this potential like professional conflict. Yeah. I'm just going to delete all. I right. suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a beast out there. and and Instagram is different than Facebook, right. and mm. and it seems like there's certain things you can post on Facebook that are okay, but if you do it on Instagram, it's then the hounds come out. Yeah. It's, it's
3: a bomb waiting to happen. Like, yeah. what's the best that's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, if you think oh, yeah. about... Yeah. best case worst case scenario like it's really just i hope nothing bad happens and plus i'm a loud mouth and so right. <laughs> i know i'll say something that will piss people off yeah. i'll think it's funny no one else will think it's funny. right i could tell you stories all day long of things that i think are really funny but other people still are like what's wrong with you yeah
1: well that's the other thing is you know what you're trying to say or not yeah. or not yeah. yeah but other people read it and to them it's just words on a screen and they yeah. might not
2: they don't get the tone.
1: Yeah, they don't get yeah. the tone. It's exactly what The tone has to be super flat. Yeah. So. yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> what's happening
2: today? Don't you like donuts? I like donuts. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I think... Even uh, that might be kind of
1: controversial. I don't know.
2: What What do you mean by donuts?
3: Yeah. Why, why <laughs> what donuts? What are you trying to say? Yeah.
1: What's wrong with croissants? Yeah. Or don't, donut holes. Or donut holes.
3: Don't say cronuts. That's like a copyrighted term. You just did. You just did.
2: Well, you think. just don't...
1: That Everybody was close. Had, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's move on from that. All right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, what other instruments do you guys play, um, and how how long have you guys have been been playing instruments and and all that?
3: What's an instrument? What, what are there?
2: you talking about?
1: Uh, I play guitar,
2: and I play. I started playing drums like part time fifteen years ago. Um, and and I play melodica too. That's
3: what I was gonna say. What was your, your mouth keyboard? Yeah, my mouth
2: keyboard. I still, I play that. That's gonna the skronk is coming back, and the mouth keyboard is gonna happen. Look forward to that in the future, Mark.
3: What else you got here for
2: instruments? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You play guitar. You didn't play, you you and you bass, didn't play right? like a trombone. Or I can't something? play a trombone. Did you play a, a saxophone. I might be able to find my way around a clarinet again. Oh, you played the clarinet. Yeah, I play the viola too. At one point.
3: I, I think the french horn is in the the wind family isn't that true? No.
2: Is it is the brass family?
3: Mark, I think isn't the french horn one that like is in a weird family.
2: Could it's be like, its own little It looks like a horn band but is
3: considered a different family. Like a percu- like a percussion instrument of some kind. The piano is a percussion no, instrument. No, I know that, yeah. yeah.
2: That I did not know. Learning things. Is it, is yeah. the french horn in the bugle family?
3: I thought it was in the woodwind which is weird cuz you're like wait a minute I thought it was had a metal mouthpiece. I don't know. Oh, I could be wrong about that. Piano is definitely a percussion. Yeah.
1: That's interesting, because uh, my sister-in-law plays the piano. And so. she probably
3: can play the drums then.
1: No. no. <laughs> we, you know, we had a drum set for like uh, a year and a half, and thinking that one of our kids would pick that up, because they all play instruments, they all play the gu- well, the three of them play the guitar, and my daughter plays the violin, and... It was a lot of just my nephews coming over and banging on the yep. drums. So yep. we no longer have a drum set. Mm-hmm.
3: I think a drum set's maybe a way to test for ADHD. Like if there's a drum set there, then the kids that go to it are like the ones who are, <laughs> that's a joke. See, no one's laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't say that on air. <laughs> Oops.
1: Maybe. I'll just kind of see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But yeah, so I mean, it, it's, uh, yeah, I did not know the piano was a percussion instrument. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So there we've, I've learned that. What okay. I,
2: what other instruments do you play, Mark? That you're holding out on me? I
1: always tell people, "What do you got?"
3: Because like when I was doing the studio thing full time, it was just whatever people needed. Yeah, I would just do it. Um, but like a band I recorded <coughs> this was years ago, uh, they lost their bass player midway through, and were like, "Do you want to go on tour on playing bass?" And as like a as like a diehard guitarist, I was like, "What? Don't insult me." Okay, sure. <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> And so then that that's how I started playing bass. I played like the first show on bass after like playing the bass for like a week or something like yeah, that, nice. you know? <laughs> And like, Okay, we're going on tour. Let's do it. Um, and so then uh, I just find that people apparently like me playing bass more than they like me playing guitar. I don't know what to take from that. Well, you're um, far more useful now than you used yeah, that, to Yeah, that is true. <laughs> it's like a how do
1: you get the gig situation? How do you get the gig? Right. Pick up the bass. Everybody uh, likes, I mean, bass is pretty sweet doesn't doesn't really matter what the genre is i mean you get a good bass sound and to me anyway i guess that's my opinion mm, all right. but
3: uh you know it's like one of the people that when you think about bands that get big who do they replace first they replace the drummer and the bass player because a good drummer good bass player combo will carry you whereas having a crap drummer will just sink you mm-hmm. yeah yeah Like you can get by with a guitar player who just kind of doesn't know what they're doing. And it's art. Look at that. It's art. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So artistic. (laughs) (laughs) My ears are burning, Mark. (laughs) I'm just saying in general. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, where,
2: people don't realize when they replace a drummer in a band that the actual the the entire feel of the band is gonna change.
3: Oh God. you look at um Modest Mouse, like that's a great example. Yeah. Or um I, I'm not a really big new metal fan, but they're what was like dominating the airways for so long and that's where all the production money was going, so you gotta kinda be aware of like what they're doing, and like there are a bunch of those bands that replaced their drummers once they got big. And, yeah,
1: yeah. All right, so we are uh, getting close to the end of the show here. No, Um, we just got started. I know. 1055, you're listening to WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. This is the 945 show. I've got two members of Bitter Ghost in here, Dan and Mark. Mark and Dan, we've come up with the new hashtag that will be out there if you follow Bitter Ghost. (laughs) Hashtag Scronk. So we've been uh, been productive here. Mm -hmm. So um, quickly... Your EP release show is July twelfth.
2: Yep, July twelfth, Eagles thirty four, the Buchner Room. and uh, it's going to it starts at nine PM, twenty one plus, uh, five dollars American at the door and uh, Wait, we
3: have Russian pants here, you're supposed to give it in rubles.
2: What I had to try to come <laughs> up with right. the exchange rate <laughs> for uh, setting up like merch. On and trying to come up with, oh yeah, what it costs to ship something overseas <laughs> or to Canada—that is harder. Plus, than you
1: think. there's a, a value-added tax when you go over to Europe. Right, so yeah. it's, it's crazy. We'll
3: just yeah. give it to them for free at that right. point. Just like I can't forget. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll take the hit whatever <laughs> right. as, as I don't have to, <laughs> whatever you want.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we'll have uh, it's McVicker or perfume is going to go first. McVicker, uh, and then sisters, and then us. We're Plan last, and
1: uh, <laughs> that's the
2: uh, Mark's got the frog
1: squeaking. The frog, but this is going to be a new frog. like
3: uh, radio call out. It's like the frog that croaks. There you go. Are
2: those uh, are those <laughs> souvenirs? Do we get to take the frogs with us?
1: Unfortunately, you don't. Those have to stay here. Okay, so.
3: don't take this. You should get ones with a little like thing printed on the top, and then you can get right. Bands. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's that's yeah, a that good that could idea. be a strong yeah. merchandising, for merchandising. Yeah. merchandising, merchandising, yeah,
1: marketing 101 going yeah. on now, too. We had a lot of stuff going on today. Yeah. All right, so on the way out, we're going to listen to hardback blues. We won't have time to listen to Lamone, unfortunately, so we're up against the clock. So hard- is, that a, is that
2: how you say that? Well, it's technically Lyman. Lyman? Named after a Colorado town. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so there you but go. No, I've been saying too. it wrong.
1: It's all right. This whole time, okay. so sweet.
2: I don't think I put a, the teal day or the accent.
1: Noise. I say I don't the see an accent lemon. on here, so I think I, I'm I was right. thinking it was like yeah. a le-
3: I was thinking it <laughs> like a lemon lime thing. Like there lemon you lemon go. Lime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so thanks for listening to the nine forty five show. Next week, we will be back. It's a, a pre recorded show that I did with uh, Teapot Tempest, so be sure to catch that next Saturday at nine forty five and you can catch a replay of this show on Wednesday morning at nine forty five and also catch us you on podcast on wherever. Okay. All right, so here's Hardback Blues on Frogtown Community Radio. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Thanks Mike. Thanks for listening to the show. If you want to help make this podcast go year-round, visit patreon.com forward slash Mike Res Radio. That's R-E-Z. And you can help make this podcast go year-round for as little as a dollar a month. That's patreon.com forward slash Mike Res Radio. You can also visit my website at www.945show.wix.com forward slash 945 show. Thanks a lot for listening. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes.